Hey, hey, hey. It's Joycelyn Wells on Joy Exposed, and it's Wednesday, December 30th. Ah! The absolute last Joy Exposed of the year. And I'm so excited um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, mainly 2020 has been a mother trucker. Um, but that's the main that's the main thing. 2020 has been crazy. So we're gonna get started as we always do with three cheers of joy. But first, some Baraska Kava Brut. I haven't tried it before, but I figured, what the heck? I'm celebrating New Year's with you guys tonight, and I might as well pop this bottle open. So I'm gonna open that. I have that, and I'm also, I also have some Maker's Mark 101. If you haven't tried it, it's like 100 proof. Like, it's crazy, but it's delicious. And so that being said, I have to be really careful drinking it because I get blasted on it. And we don't wanna be blasted in public. I'm too old for that mess these days. So um, here we go. We're gonna pop our cork. We got our champagne glass. I dug that out. Hey, hey, happy New Year's Eve, Eve. I got my champagne. Here we go. Uh-oh. Oh, here it comes. Ah! Love to pop the cork, right? So I'm going to pour me some bubbly. We're going to get started with three cheers of joy. All right. Three cheers of joy, three moments of self-celebration that have nothing to do with anyone else but you. So let's get started. Um, whoa, first, I've made it through 2020. Holla fucking Louisiana. Well, yes, I've made it through 2020. Hallelujah. Cheers to that. Oh, this is pretty good. If you like champagne, it's pretty yummy, pretty tasting. Um, so got through 2020. That's my first cheer of joy. My second cheer of joy is that I did pretty good, pretty well with my New Year's resolution for 2020, which was to stop second guessing my choices and decisions. So that's hard, especially in the year of a pandemic, because nothing is certain. And we all we were all nervous about every damn thing. So to say that I wasn't going to second guess and keep in mind, we didn't know that we were going to be in a pandemic when I made the resolution. So I think I did pretty well. Um, I think I did. Oh, sorry. I think I did pretty well that um, I didn't uh, that I held on to my um, resolution of not second guessing myself. And of course, I faltered, but pretty much I'm, I'm getting really comfortable in it. Um, uh, let me, I'll tell you a quick story about it. Yesterday I went walking and as I was walking, my first thought was there's a garden that was open. My first thought was to go lay down in the garden and take a picture. And I was like, that's weird. Why would I do that? So I kept walking, but I only walked like a hundred more steps. And all of a sudden I just had this overwhelming desire to sit down, like sit down right here, right now. And I just sat, I really sat for probably three or four minutes. It wasn't long, but I wonder like, what did I miss? Like, had I not taken that opportunity to remove myself from the flow that I was in, you know, what could have happened or, you know, but I can't worry about it because I have no idea if it was a anything, right? So sometimes stuff happens, you have to respond to it. So I was definitely kind of like, wow, this is the move. And so Anyway, I spent 2020 trying not to, to trust my intuition, to trust my first voice. And you guys know that's a big deal for me, especially seeking freedom. So cheers to that. My third cheer of joy um, is I got a lot of work done this week. I celebrate that every week, don't I? <laughs> I got a lot of work done this week. So um, so cheers to that because I'm, I'm doing work from my company. So my company has grown a lot this year. And um, so I'm working, I have work every day that I can do for my business. So that was really exciting. That's a great cheer of joy for me. So that's number three. So for my three cheers of joy for my pre New Year's Eve celebration is first, I made it through the fucking pandemic. And that's going to hold true as long as I stay in the house. 
all night tonight, all day tomorrow, and tomorrow night. That means I made it through 2020. <laughs> or to walk outside and have a anvil or something drop on my head. Donk! So I made it through 2020. My second cheer of joy is just staying true to my resolution of going with my first voice, trusting, trusting the voice in me that says, do this, and not allowing my maybe human mind or my human self to alter that because I don't know how much it stops me from being great, right? So trusting in that. And then the third cheer of joy was doing work. My business is growing and there's work to do every day. So those are my three cheers of joy for December 23rd, 2020. I'm December 30th, <laughs> December 30th, 2020. Lord, my resolution next year needs to be know what the fucking day is, right? I need to do that. So uh, three cheers of joy. So cheers to you all. I'm drinking some Baraska Kava champagne. Cheers. So hi, Stephanie. Happy New Year's Eve. Eve. Hi, Terrence. Hey. Uh, hi, Clarissa. Hi there, uh, Arthur McGator. Hi, guys. Hi, Ron. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate you. Cheers. Now, I have to show you guys, I talked about it a little bit on Facebook, but this is my Christmas present. I bought myself some pearls and I had to wear them tonight so you guys could see that because I talked about it a few months ago that that's the one thing I wanted and I thought I was able to buy them and I'm very happy about it. I just, for whatever reason, I don't know if I thought they were super expensive or if I just didn't have any money, right? So but I did um, finally get me some pearls and I love them. And I got pearl earrings for my birthday, if you guys remember. And then I have these earrings in, they're matching earrings with my grandbaby. So we got Santa Claus brought us those. So bottoms up, we'll keep it moving. We have our um, Facebook post of the week. We have our Facebook post of the week. And um, we also have, I want to do a year in review of things that happened in 2020 that just kind of made me take notice of myself and people and things around me, just kind of put me in a space of understanding that I have no control here. So I'm going to do a couple Facebook posts of the week first. Um, and this is brought to you by stmspecialties.com. I think every week they're getting more and more vulgar. So stmspecialties.com will probably drop me from sponsoring this segment because sometimes I'm in a fresh mood on Facebook. <laughs> and that's my Facebook post of the week. So this one was posted. It says, uh, oh, my God, it's so crass. So dick don't come big and fat no more. Just in two T's and three T's now. Huh. <laughs> I wonder, like, what are these people doing when they're sitting around coming up with this? Like, where the big ones at? Shit. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so fresh. All right. Um, here's another one that my daughter Jasmine uh, shared. It says, stop overthinking why people did you dirty. They did it and they meant it. Move on. We've talked about that, right? So that's definitely something that's a staple in um, Joy Exposed. Allow people, respect people for what the hell they do to you. If they treat you like shit, it was their intention. It wasn't a mistake to treat you like shit. That's not how that works. Um, da, da, da. Oh, and this is the last one uh, I'm going to share because it's kind of, um, it's a longer one. Uh, so this is, <laughs> this was posted by Tim Morris. He shared it from somewhere. And it's called the Black Parents Mix, Black Parents the Mixtape. And he says his caption, y'all MF for kids better start listening to these tracks before your ass get beat down. Track one, when we get in here, don't embarrass me. <laughs> I used to say that to my kids all the time. Hey, I want no bullshit in here. Get it together. Track two, I ain't one of your little friends. <laughs> when we say that to our kids, our parents said it to us. Track three, I'm not your friend's parents. If I'm your parent featuring you ain't going, I don't care if they going. I ain't they parent. We'd say that shit. Track four, you want to ride there or back? You're not getting both. <laughs> Track five, why is this house a mess? Track six, better eat while we're here because I'm not cooking. 
That's the main one right there. You go to somebody's house, your kids back. Like, I don't want nothing. Okay. Yeah, that's not gonna eat at home either because I'm not cooking. Eat it while it's here. Um track seven. I ain't one of your little friends featuring your fra- your favorite aunt, your favorite cousin, and your little friend. <laughs> track eight, you got some McDonald's money featuring leftovers. And track nine, what bills you paying here? And track 10, I ain't gonna tell you no more featuring backhand and something to cry about. I was like, the person who sat down and put that list together was just just clever, right? And there's so many brilliant people out there in, that we run across in Facebook land because why not? People just really have time to sit around and be brilliant. I think that the invention of the use, the use of the internet and social media has given the silent voice an opportunity to speak. It's like you have these ideas and people have had them for years and only a few get out, right? Because you the lack of who to contact and how to get it out there. And now with social media, you can put any damn thing out there. You can just turn up. You got an idea, put it together. Hell, I think I want to start saying that to people. What's your idea? Let's make it work. Let's make it happen. Because I believe that you literally can make that shit happen. So those are our Facebook posts of the week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. Oh, she said, uh, stmspecialties.com said, girl, not a chance. They're not going to drop me as a sponsor, even though I have some crass Facebook posts of the week. She said, it's diverse. The company is diverse. They open to all of it. <laughs> Thank you very much. So those are my Facebook posts of the week. Our last ones for 2020. And then next week, when I see you guys, it'll be 2021. That is dope as shit. So it'll be one, two, three, four, five, the sixth. Yeah, so it'll be the sixth, right? January 6th, we get to sit and talk again and see how our life changed at the stroke of midnight. (laughs) So we're going to try to see. All right. So let me tell you guys, my son... This year, we didn't do a lot of Christmas gifts. Um, we got some big things happening next year. Like, all of my kids are graduating from something next year. Um, we got monumental birthdays. My sister's turning 40. My mom's turning 70. We've got, like, celebrations after Wuha happening next year. So we just kind of focused on how about we make sure everybody get a gift that they want and we did a secret exchange. Everybody get a gift that they want. And we shared and we did a Zoom call on Thursday night. And we were able to share our gifts. Well, my son had my niece and he got her a, a glitter flask. It was really cool. Very cute. And well, my well, now my son is 17, almost 18, and my niece is 21. So she ain't a little girl, she's 21. But he bought her a little flask. Anyway, well, he tells me. Uh, Saturday after Christmas, mom, I got you a Christmas present. And I was like, uh, no, I mean, cause I'm mom. So I gave a piece of cash, you know, I gave him a little bit of money to all the, my kids anyway. I'm like, uh, no, he was like, yeah, I, I, I got you something. You're going to love it. And I was like, you know, I'm looking like, what could he possibly have for me that I'm going to love? Because, you know, you get to a point where you get the stuff that you want and you function the way that you function. So when people give you stuff, you're just kind of like, oh, thanks, you know, whatever. So I, I have to say he's so thoughtful, right? Because he had shared with me earlier what he got his stepmom for Christmas. And I thought, man, this child is kind as hell. And he went through the rationale behind what he chose for her. Yes, Jayla. Uh-huh. Jayla is 21. Right. Stephanie, she's 21. So Quentin went behind the whole scenario why he chose what he chose for his stepmom. And I was like, gosh, this child is so thoughtful. Like he's just pays attention to people and he wants to feel he wants to fill that space. He you don't tell him what you want. He wants to pay attention to you and fill a space for something that you need. Now, if you don't know that or not. That's a great man quality. That's what men want to do. Men want to come along and put the concrete in the places that are cracked, right? Men want to find the openings and fill the opening. They don't want to take over what you're doing. They want to find a way to provide you with something else to make what you do better. So that's a great male quality. He's only 17. When he told me what he got his stepmom, he says, well, She's been reading a lot lately, 
he said, and I was, you know, me, I'm like, she read my books, but I'm no, I know she's not. So I didn't ask, but shit, wasn't it? Anyway, she's been reading a lot lately and she enjoys gardening. So I was like, oh, he said, so I got her a bookmark and it's got this gold, um, this kind of golden leaf on it. It's the bookmark. And then it's got a little tab on it. It's got this gold leaf on it. He said, I got it for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to love that. Like, because that's something that she probably wouldn't buy for herself. She wouldn't see that that would add value to what she loves. Right. And I was like, he's so thoughtful and she's going to love it. So that was our conversation before Christmas. So I didn't, I'm not thinking he's getting me a gift because he doesn't have to give me a gift. That's not, I don't operate in that space. Like, so I'm not like, you know, that anything. So anyway, so I went to see him and uh, Monday, I went to see him Monday morning and he, he was like, I got your present, close your eyes. So close my eyes, you know, and he handed me this box and I was like, can I open my eyes? And he said, yeah. And I opened my eyes and it's like, <laughs> it's a laptop desk, right? It's a black laptop desk and it changes height and it does all these neat things. And I was like, oh my God. He said, yeah. He said, I noticed that. This is what he said. I noticed that when you're sitting on your bed using your computer, you always put it on top of your plastic container. I got a plastic container that I keep my clips in and stuff for my hair. So I use that to give it height so I can type on it. I use it all the time on the floor, on the bed. He said, I noticed that you always use that. And I thought this would be more comfortable. This would be something that you needed. And I just sat there and was completely overwhelmed because as the independent woman who makes shit work for herself, right? I was fine with the plastic box, right? That's, I've done that for a couple of years, like uh, maybe longer, even Faceless Love would be like, you wake up in the middle of the night and you get your box and get your computer set up and you just start writing, which is true. I never talk about it. It's just what I do. It's functional. I'll finish using it, put it right where, where it goes. So it's not like I leave it out. It's just my little lift. And I was thinking, what an awesome gift. And what that was great for Christmas. Like that was really a great Christmas gift. And I just started thinking about Quentin got me the desk, the lap desk. Jasmine got me a new yoga mat for two reasons, I believe. She got me a new yoga mat because Arielle does yoga with me. So Arielle likes to use my yoga mat while I'm using my yoga mat. So she got me another yoga mat for me and then I can give the other one to Arielle. So that was very thoughtful. So it wasn't like get one for Arielle and then I just use mine. She got me a new one. So that was thoughtful. And then Joya made me some a lip scrub out of brown sugar. So she does these natural facial products is my oldest daughter. So she has this vitamin E thing that you use, Q-tips that she makes and you use them on your lips. But there's a brown sugar scrub that gets the dead skin off and keep your lips nice and supple for my lip drip, right? So she put together a little packet for me of things. And I was like, man, these kids are really, pay they pay attention to me, you know? And I was just, I felt very grateful for that because we weren't supposed to be exchanging gifts. Um, and they felt the need to do something for me. So I had, a, it was a great Christmas. Um, yeah, it was really a great Christmas and I chilled the hell out. And unfortunately I didn't start watching Christmas movies till after Christmas. And then I was in the Christmas spirit after Christmas, but on Christmas day, I was chilling, had my cocktails, drinking, watching some TV, reading, writing, whatever I was doing, but it was a great Christmas. I had a great time. So Anyway, I wanted to share that about the kids being so thoughtful with their gifts for Christmas. And I just really appreciate knowing that I I have been gifted with some genuinely kind people, like kind people, right? And that's a big deal. So cheers to my kind people. All right. It's 920. Let me keep it moving here. We're we'll running out of time. Okay, so here. 2020 has been a year. I'm going to take my leg. Woo. 2020 has been a year. And um, 
I'm gonna, we're gonna go through 2020. We're gonna go through the year and see what kind of shit has happened to us. And we're also gonna revel in the idea of the fact that we're still here. And one of the reasons I wanna do this is because it seems like 2020 was such a blur. Cause I know from March to June, I don't really remember anything happening. Remember I, I started walking these crazy miles in April cause I was, becoming an alcoholic, I think. I was in the COVID stupor, that's what I called it. So I had to start doing something because I knew when it was a good good decision to move my tequila from the kitchen to my bedroom, that I was gonna have a tough time. Cause I was like walking to the kitchen wasn't even worth it filling up my cup again. <laughs> but now it's December, we're still in a pandemic, however, I want to take some time and go back and review the year. Things that happened, things that tugged at us, things that just made us pay attention and just reminded us that we're still here, right? So we're still here. All right, so let's start with um, January. So in January of 2020, a year, a year ago, the World Health Organization, who announced COVID on January 9th. So the World Health Organization announced COVID in January, right? We didn't necessarily know about that because eh, trickle down information. And we're in the United States. We're very arrogant. That shit don't fuck with us. That's not, that's going to be a mess with other people. That's not, we're not dealing with that. That's our attitude about most things. It's not going to happen to me. <laughs> that was in January. Then on January 26th, something that happened that just, broke us all down was the death of Kobe Bryant. Nobody, I, I think we all should have known when Kobe Bryant died in that helicopter crash that we were gonna have a hell of a year because Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest basketball players. He was great at the time. So it's not like he was retired or he was still great, right? And everybody loved Kobe, whether you were a fan of his team or not, people were a fan of Kobe, right? So Kobe died on the 26th. I remember when Kobe, when I heard that Kobe died and I called Faceless Love, he was leaving golf and I just had to tell him because you never realize what your role is in somebody's life until you understand that you have to be the one to deliver some news that's fucked up. Think about that. When something, when you know something fucked up happens, and you feel compelled to share it with someone you love, but you're not just sharing it to tell them, you're sharing it because you need to be with them in the moment as they process it. So I called him and told him he was driving home from golf. And I think we probably held the phone for 10, 12 minutes in complete silence because he's an athlete and he loves any kind of sports. Like he loves sports so much that we sat and watched a little league baseball game of a random neighborhood that we were walking through one day. Like he loves sports. He loves to play sports, watch sports. If he could still play, he would still play right now. Right. So he loves sports. So I know that he appreciates the, he appreciated the magnificence of Kobe in a place that I didn't. So for me, I'm like, Oh my God, Kobe died like shit. But for him, it's like, what the fuck? He got to play the reel in his brain about all this great Kobe stuff and have his moment to process and all that. So Kobe died January 26th. So that was really just a crazy day for everybody. And his daughter died with him in the uh, helicopter crash or the airplane crash. I think it was helicopter. I'm not sure. February, uh, our president got impeached, which I, I got to figure out this impeachment process because for me, it means you get impeached. I feel like you should, they should escort your ass out of the white house. Like you, if you, why do you get to stay? Is that like, you got a discipline, got a something, a mark on your record. President got impeached in February. Um, Ahmaud Arbery got shot and killed, murdered in February, February 23rd, which we didn't hear about it until March. Remember Brunswick, Georgia, they were hiding it, trying to cover it up because the guy and his son were like, one was a former sheriff and the other was the son of him and they were covering it up for him, right? And that happened in February, but we didn't really get the impact of that till March. Um, until actually, yeah, it was in March um, or April. 
anyway and then harvey weinstein like the child predator pedophile pimp of the with his own private island that's got all these people that have been his private islands dignitaries and presidents and they're rumored to have gone there and slept with little kids and all this bullshit. I don't know because I don't I don't pay enough attention to that kind of stuff. All I know is child predator pedophile. That's enough for me. I don't have to hear the rest of it. His ass was um, arrested in February. So that was a big headline in February. So then March, the United States decided, oh, shit, COVID is here in the U.S. We've got to do something. The stock market crashes. The largest, it's the worst single point drop over in the course of the stock market over the response to COVID. So the stock market lets you know how, if things are going well or not. That shit shut down. Boom. Not to mention in March, we had a toilet paper shortage. What the hell was that about? I bet it's people right now that still got rolls and rolls and rolls of toilet paper where they're hoarding toilet paper. Like, what the fuck? Like what? So the toilet paper shortage had everybody crazy. If you find toilet paper, tell me where to go. Save me a roll. You know, just kind of that hype behind the toilet paper. Um, and then the World Health Organization um, on March 12th announced that COVID was a pandemic. If you don't know, a pandemic means pan, the prefix pan means all over. So epi is central. Uh, pan is all over. So if it's a pandemic, it affects the whole world. So you don't use the pandemic lightly. It's a big deal. There aren't a lot of pandemics. COVID is a pandemic. So you've got like um, Ebola. That was an epidemic. Um, what else? Uh, swine, not swine. What's swine flu? Swine flu epidemic, flu epidemic, right? So you, they happen in space, in different places. But the pandemic means every part of the world has been affected by it. So that was World Health Organization. To give you some perspective, in our lifetime, that's the only pandemic, right? So we've only had a pandemic, right? The last one was in like 18, 1898 or 1928, something. And that was the Spanish flu. Um, so that was in March. Okay. Also in March, Brianna Taylor was murdered at her house. Um, with that crazy, all that crazy shooting by the police. So they're looking for a drug dealer and all of this. And she was killed in her apartment in her bed sleeping. And that happened on March 13th. So that was her murder. So that, so now we got schools are closing down. States are trying to figure out how to deal with the pandemic. Our president is still ignoring the fact that it is a pandemic. They don't know what they're talking about. He's he's babbling because that's what he does. He babbles because he's got a very, very, very big brain. That's what the fuck he does. So he's doing all this. Nobody knows what to do. I figure the governors, the mayors, nobody knows what to do. They want these positions for the cushy salary and it looks good on their resumes. I don't know that anybody actually sat down and thought, do I know what to do for my state if there's a pandemic? Do I know what to do? And hindsight, of course, is 2020, literally now. Hindsight is 2020. And there will be a plan for the next pandemic. But for this pandemic, we had PPE stored in places. I think the Centers for Disease Control had some stuff stored in some places, you know, but it wasn't enough to affect the billions of people in this country, right? So that was a disaster. March was crazy for all of us. So March, schools are closing. People are trying to figure out how to telework. Companies are shifting around on what to do, how they're going to make money, how they're going to stay. March was crazy for all of us. Then comes April. The only thing significant that happened in April um, is that I think that most of us were drunk, at home, worried, watching Netflix, Hulu, uh, stars, we're watching TV. And then Kim Jong-un, everybody said he was dead. And then they found out later in August that he was, he faked those pictures. He faked being in the vegetative state just to draw some attention for whatever reason, who knows, but that happened in April. So April was pretty blah. Cause I remember April being blah. Remember I said, 
I got to go get me some exercise because I'm dying. I'm in my COVID stupor and I can't, all of my days were the same day. I think we all felt that. All of our days were the same day. I think I struggled because I couldn't see my faceless love. Like he's in Atlanta, I'm in Lakeland. We're just all trying to figure it out. Like, what do we do, right? And so that was in April. And then May, we got to, okay. In May, we got to news articles about murder hornets appeared on May 2nd, like these two inch long hornets that were coming from somewhere in Asia. Shit. Like, so now it's like, oh my God, we got COVID murder hornets coming. Like, you kind of got, we, I felt like we were in a national inquiry, uh, um, a national inquirer magazine. That's what I felt like we were in because none of this stuff made sense to us. Hurricane season began in May and the murder of George Floyd. Holy shit. Now that pandemic aside, and we needed the pandemic. I hold true that we needed the pandemic to make sure that we were all aware of what was going on because we needed to be still. People were at home, people were watching the news, people were on Facebook, people were on the news channels. Like people were, social media saved us in this time. So we got the murder of George Floyd, which was recorded on a cell phone. And we saw it. That's, I've never seen anybody murdered before. I mean, I've seen TV shows, but something that appeared to be real life, I've never seen that before, right? So I, I don't even know that I ever even watched the whole video or if I just saw still pictures. I just can't, pro I, I'm not, I don't know that I'm capable of processing it because my mind, I'm an emotional processor. So to me, that's so, that's a lot. Like I'm the same person that don't like to watch fights. I don't like fights. I don't like arguing. I'm 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 that person. So to watch somebody be murdered, I don't know knowing that it was a person. I know he was, but to watch it that was a problem for me. So that was on 525. So you know what happened? Riots. So they were already pushing the Black Lives Matter back in March because of um Arbery um, Ahmaud Arbery and then Breonna Taylor. There's even an episode of Joy Exposed talking about Ahmaud Arbery. So we've got that, Breonna Taylor, and now George Floyd. So now we've got riots, protesting, crazy shit, t cities being burned down, people going around starting it, blaming it on black people. Oh, God, Jesus. Like, that was a lot going on in May and it was scary. I remember I went to, I was here, I'm in Lakeland and I went to the uh, gas station to get something. And then I went to stop by the grocery store to pick something up and the grocery store was closed and it was like six o'clock in the afternoon. Like, and I'm like, why is the store closed? And they're like, oh, we're expecting rioting. It's a march up the street at this and this. And you had like, um, at the same time, helicopters are flying over with signs telling people to go in the house and you could smell like tear gas and baby, I was like, I cannot believe, like I live in the United States. Like I'm at home here. I don't have these things happen. This, this other country, but it was my country. And it made me have to reflect on, do I know how to move in an emergency? Do I have the necessary tools to move in an emergency? Do I have money set aside to move in an emergency? Can I protect people? Not even just my people that I'm responsible for, but can I protect people in an emergency? Am I the person to do that? So that was crazy for me um, with all the riots and people wanted to place blame everywhere. They Somebody started talking about defunding the police and, you know, but these are the these are the things that keep us locked up because we spend so much time getting caught up on somebody's knee jerk reactions and babble, you know, like, Oh my God, the sky is falling. I'm like on the news. I was walking down the street and the sky fell, hit me in the head. And I'm telling somebody and they're going to be like, Oh, the sky falling. It becomes this whole big thing. Not understanding that shit ain't going to happen. Nobody like I, even from, 
And I think that's what's so important about reading for yourself. Get your own information, read it, find out, do your research. I won't even say use common sense. It can be uncommon sense. But just make sure that you're not spouting bullshit that you heard somebody just throw out there. Oh, that's going to be bad because such and such. This shit ain't going to happen. You know, just have your own enough. And so that's to me when the riots and stuff and people want to argue and fight. I wasn't doing any of that shit. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not fighting with you for this. I'm not. Guess what? Good luck to you and be safe. That's all I have for you. I'm not going to wish you any harm, ill harm. I'm not cussing you out. I'm not, I'm not getting caught up. My country as I know it, my country as I know it was being torn apart. Now, I'm not saying that we go back to anything. What I'm saying is we have to look forward to what's going to be the best thing for everybody. And we needed a pandemic to make everybody be still and pay a fucking attention. We needed a pandemic for that. How many black men have been murdered by the police and the police have gotten walking papers just after that? Because nobody has time to pay attention to it. Everybody's got to work. Everybody's going with their life. But during the pandemic, shit, we all had time that day. (laughs) We all had time to sit up and watch that. Like, wait, what happened? And that happened in Brunswick? And what about this? And what about this? Like all these things start happening. And the only work we had to do was to work on changing the country to something better for everybody. And recognizing that there is oppression within within and on the outside of various communities, not just the black community. It's oppression in the black communities by other blacks in the community. It's oppression by whites of blacks, by whites of whites. It's oppression within this country. There is a hierarchy of those who believe they are better and those who are treated like they're not. That is a problem. It has been that way in the history of the country. It's been that way. And it's not just the US, it's all over the world. That's what happened. But what we're trying to figure out here in this country is I'm I'm a whole person and the constitution is mine too. Like I'm a hey, no, right? So no, 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 you can't mistreat me. We talk about that. We're more apt to allow people who look like us to treat us like shit because they know us, because they love us. They live in the house with us. We might let that shit slide before somebody outside should talk to you any kind of way at work, pay you crazy ass wages. We'll let that slide because for some reason we do believe that they are in a better position. Well, that that time has passed and the pandemic has provided that opportunity for people to grow and to do better. And I'm hey, I'm one of those people. I'm I want great stuff. I want greatness and I'm gonna figure out how to get it. No one's gonna tell me that I can't. All right, so um, in June, Biden, Vice President Biden got the Democratic Party presidential nomination. There were several other candidates in there. Biden won that, so we were happy about that. Uh, So we're still in the pandemic, so it wasn't, it was summertime. Cities are closed down. You can't go out to the day parties. You can't eat in restaurants. People just shit at home, trying to go figure out how to go vote. How to go, like people just trying to figure out how to do stuff and stay safe because they don't want to get the coronavirus. They don't, you don't want COVID, right? So we're trying to figure it out. And then there are other people who are like, it's a made up, it's made up. Oh, I should have got that article where the person was talking about it was made up. And then they had it in there on a the ventilator dying, talking about, I was mistaken. That's the rhetoric. That's the bullshit. If somebody tells you, if you know from scientific evidence, and we all took science, and you know that science is saying this, why the hell are you going to listen to this person who has no direct access no to, to no more information than you make a determination that it's not? It's like somebody saying, me saying, honey, I'm pregnant. And then my husband's saying, saying no, you're not. You ain't pregnant. No, you're not. Guess what's going to happen? I'm going to have a baby. Like if I'm telling you, if I know for a scientific fact that I'm pregnant, it really doesn't fucking matter what anybody says. So anyway, so we're still, now it's June for Biden. We're locked down. We can't go to restaurants. We're in the house. We go through all that. 
people want to start trying to get out a little bit more. And we were hoping that once it got hot, it would kill the virus because they think they're thinking in line of like a flu virus. Flu virus doesn't do very well when it's hot. So we're expecting that. Believe it or not, we didn't have a very hot summer. COVID continued to thrive. COVID is that bitch. She was not playing with y'all. I'm going to take care of this. Um, July, still in the house. Everybody trying to figure out if they're doing something for the fourth. People start getting arrested, breaking up parties for trying to get together on the fourth. So you got uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. She was the madam for Jeffrey Epstein. She was the nice little lady that sent people out to traffic these little children to go kidnap me some kids because I need to take them to this island so these grown people can come and make ill use of them, right? That's the whole thing. And then people are fighting against that because they don't want the documentation out of who did what. Well, guess what? Clean your act up and stop. It's, to me, that just makes sense. Anyway, so here we get to August. There's an explosion in Beirut. Now it's accidental, mind you, 190 people died. Uh, Kamala Harris was announced as the vice president candidate. Um, Chaswick Bozeman died. He was um, he had colon cancer, kept it a secret, even went to work and did Black Panther, amongst some other things. I think he just there's a movie that just came out called Ma Rainey. He's in that. That's on uh, Netflix. Maybe he died. Um, the West Coast wildfires from California to Washington state. And can you believe our president during that was like, so what if we don't send any more resources there? What if we just let it burn? This is the country he's supposed to be president of. And he's talking about letting California burn. And 46% of the U voters in the United States voted for him to be president again. Hell, last year, year before last, he asked how much would it, could we sell Puerto Rico when they got all that hurricane damage? He don't give a shit about the country. He don't care about the U.S. But it's people out there that want him as president. So stay stay tuned. Um, then there was another shooting. Jacob Baker, Jacob Blake, he was shot by a police officer and paralyzed from the legs down. And by this time, people were tired cleaning up the cities. I remember when uh, there was rioting in Atlanta. And I was like, damn, I just need to go home. Like, I'm looking at it on TV, the CNN building, and I'm just looking at all this. I'm like, I want to go home. I need to go help clean up. And we talked about it on Facebook. And one of my um, classmates from high school was like, they're going to go down and clean it up. They were going down to clean up. I was like, well, let me send some money for garbage bags or whatever. Just let me send some money. He was like, no, nah, you know, thank you. You know, we got it. If I need something, I'll let you know. But it's like, when you see yours, what belongs to you being torn apart, it really, it weighs on you and it reminds you how helpless you are. It also makes you think about what am I supposed to do? And I spent a lot of the pandemic doing exactly that. What am I supposed to be doing right now? Because all I can do is keep buying tequila. Like that's what I was doing. I had to literally make myself, I might've did that in August, stop drinking tequila. It was killing me. Uh, school started back in August. There was a big fight over whether People are going to school or they're going to do it virtual learning, distance learning. That was a big deal. Some parents, we need, I, my kids need to go to school. They need to get out of this house. They getting on my nerves. Oh, okay. Schools, teachers need to come. Teachers quit because they're like, I'm going to go sacrifice myself, bring this shit home to my family. Like what? So, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's still teachers dying now from COVID exposure to COVID. We have COVID guidelines for when we go back next week. Like there's, it's been a lot. And the kids are really disconnected socially. I think a lot of them are, they're apathetic. They're tired of being on the computer. My kids who are at school right now would rather me lecture them and give them book work than to put them on the damn computer. They're over it. They feel they don't have a lot of self-efficacy in using the computer for work because the only thing they've used the technology for is to play games. That's what the parents have provided technology for. So now they're having to use it for work and it takes on a different toll for them. And so, you know, that's, that's a lot, you know, and the kids are really struggling, especially kids who are in lower socioeconomic status. They're struggling. They, 
no one can teach no one's teaching them you know the parents aren't using the computers for learning the parents don't know if they're getting on the zoom good lord zoom everybody's learned how to zoom hell my mom has learned how to zoom she told my daughter today call me on whatsapp she's using her technology right and i'm really proud of her because she's the baby boomer and the baby boomers haven't had to use the technology like that they want the things the way that they have been and now they're forced to use the technology we had a coin shortage where uh signs were up saying we don't have any coins use your credit card to pay or whatever it was all kinds of shit happening right it's crazy this year was crazy as hell all right so september ruth bader ginsburg died she was 87 she was the second ever woman uh, appointed to the supreme court she had a good show um gosh i forgot about um john um dang i forgot about his death dang what is his name when did he die hold on i'm just thinking about him because he's not on my list john lewis john lewis died in august I was right in there. It was August. I'm just in September. John Lewis died. Herman Cain died. Remember, Herman Cain died. He was a Republican. Nobody even mentioned his name after. He didn't even get a good send off. They were just like, bury that nigga. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Crash moment. I got it. Oh, yeah. John McCain died. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh my God, I told, I didn't even put them on my list. So um, John Lewis, John McCain, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, so these are monumental people in moving people forward, moving the nation forward. We're looking at civil rights. And I know Herman Cain died and, and he was a Republican. He didn't get a good send off, but he was, it was a black American. He was a African-American who felt like he made it in this country and he chose what he chose. So it doesn't negate the fact that he thought different than what we may think. He still did it his own way. That's the beauty of being American. Do it your way. Do it the way you want to do it and not get caught up with somebody else. So, but you know what? He didn't get a good send off. And um, uh, John Lewis and John McCain and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, man, they got some amazing send offs and all the dignitaries showed up and man and it's just it's crazy right and all of that was in that was in august uh ruth bader ginsburg excel october trump tested positive for covid uh i think that was just to show he wanted to say that COVID wasn't real because he's not really he's never provided any support for it right it's just kind of like uh oh, don't talk don't talk to the scientists let's talk to the man at the grocery store how you feel about the COVID? you know he he wasn't putting he couldn't acknowledge it was a real thing because he's ignored it since january right since january um eddie van halen died of cancer uh, November 7th, oh, in November, uh, Biden becomes the president-elect. So we got through the um, primaries, uh, the general election, and Biden won the election. And that has been going on since, the, we're at the end of December. And I think it was only like two weeks ago. I don't even, I don't even know if everything has happened that's supposed to happen to begin the transition into uh, president. But there were lawsuit after lawsuit against the states about voter fraud and this is all coming from the president who stole the election now he's accusing somebody of stealing the election it's always the thief that accuses right the thief is always the one pointing out you had to have stolen this because that's how i got it the guilty person is always the one that comes at you because they're like well when i got it i stole it so if you got it you must have stolen it too because it doesn't make sense to them that the math actually works and that's what um, the governor of Pennsylvania said. But he's like, I'm not going back and forth with this. The math is the math. Don't even talk to me about it. Look at the numbers. You know, and that's what I'm saying. When scientists have said, this is, we have this virus and people are saying we don't. We have these numbers. Like this is, the, look at the numbers. 800 is greater than 600. 
800 is greater than 600. We all agree on that. There's no reason to discuss it. It is what it is, right? So um, so Biden becomes president-elect. Hurricane season ends. Okay, so remember, hurricane season started in May. This was the most active hurricane season, one of the most active hurricane seasons. There are 30 storms, 13 hurricanes, and six of them were category six, six major category six hurricanes. So not only do we have a COVID and stay at home orders, we got hurricane season. So all of this is happening at one time. And we're all like, it's doing too much, it's doing too much. Uh, somebody on Facebook made a post and said, for all the shit we've been through in 2020, we better end up in the next Bible. <laughs> All right. In December 14, two weeks ago, first COVID vaccination started. I'm ready for my COVID vaccination. Well, I'm going to wait for my faceless lover to tell me which one to get. But um, first COVID vaccinations, there have been 19.7 million cases of COVID. 19.7 million. 341,000 deaths. That's in the total U.S. Cali had the most cases, with like 2.25 million, where New York had the most deaths. Now, if you've ever visited New York, it is a small, it looks small, but it's very congested, right? It's a very congested state with people living on top of each other in tall buildings and very close-knit living quarters around right especially in the city when you get out to the um outskirts it's not so much like that it's just regular houses and farmland and that kind of thing uh there was a years ago they said if there was a hurricane to come up the coast it would take them about two weeks to get people out of long island that's how many people are long island right so it's not surprising to me that there were more deaths in new york than um in anywhere else so this is what I wanted to talk about tonight. I wanted to be reflective of everything that we've gone through and you're still here. So when we get caught up in these moments of self-deprivation, I guess, so we start talking about ourselves or how we're not successful or what we're not doing, you got to think like, I made it through 2020. Like, I made it through 2020. I remember the morning that I woke up and thought I had COVID. I remember like I have COVID. Now, you guys know about me is I don't really panic about much because I'm like, shit, a couple years ago I thought I was having a heart attack and I was like, okay. Because my thought is if I can keep it calm enough, I can get to where I need to get. I need to take care of my grandbaby. She was with me. Got the neighbor to get her situated and I was going to go to the hospital on my own. That's when I thought I had a heart attack. So when I woke up and I thought I had COVID and I had this crazy metallic taste in my throat and my nasal passage and all this weird stuff, I was like, shit, I got it. Like, I just, you know, I just was, I don't, I, I don't know what you're going to eat. It's a pandemic. So you nobody know, you stub your toe and you're like, oh, I got COVID. If you got something, you got COVID, right? You just feel like it. So I was aching so bad. My chest was hurting. And I was like, okay, first of all, calm down. Like, calm your ass down. Because if you go to this fucking hospital, they're going to keep you in the hospital. And I didn't want to go to the hospital. Like, I just was like, okay, calm down. So I got my little massaging. It's a neck brace, a neck, no, neck support, but it massages and vibrates. So I got that and heat. I plugged that up and I put that on my chest and I held that on my chest I, and I laid there and I was just like, relax, relax, telling myself to relax, to see if the pain would go away from the chest. My chest, the pain would. And I slept and I woke up and my chest wasn't hurting anymore. So I was like, OK. Let me get treat my symptoms, see what I got in here, did that. And then I went and finally had a COVID test the next morning. And I had my code, the rapid COVID test came back negative. I was fine with that. Then I had to do the more evasive, the more invasive one. And um, 
So I'm supposed to get results in two days. My results were like four hours. Like it may have been the next day, maybe not four hours, maybe the next day, but it was quick. Um, and it was negative too. But I just kept thinking like, what the fuck do we do? And I know that we all know somebody who's died from COVID. We either they died from COVID or they've been or they had COVID, or we know somebody who has it. Um, you know, so it's still it's still very real. And I would like to think that if we had known about it and taken action in January, could we have averted all the deaths that we had now, the kind of pandemonium? Could we have done something to kind of minimize that, right? Like, but we can't go back and fix it. We have masks. We all have them. We're wearing them. We're respectful of people in their mask. I mean, and there's some people that don't want to wear them. And guess what? Don't wear your mask, but get the fuck away from me. Like, so I, I mean, that's easy to me. If you're going to not wear a mask, respect, you got to respect the rules. That's what the rules are. If you have to have a mask to go in somewhere, you wear the mask. So I just, you know, I wanted to just spend some time tonight reflecting on 2020. And just to tell you guys, you've done an awesome, you've done an awesome job. You, we got through it. Like we're through 2020, 2021, knock on wood. There's no way in hell 2021 could be give 2020 a run for its money. First of all, we got to think it's been a hundred years since the last pandemic. <laughs> so we got to think there's, it can't be. We got a new president coming in. We got a new first lady coming in. Just a few more days until they're sworn into office. We've got stuff to look forward to. You've got stuff to look forward to. I've got stuff to look forward to. And the main thing is that we have to look forward to getting of our purpose. If we're in a pandemic and this isn't giving us any time to be reflective of who we are and why we are, then what the hell have you been doing? Right? If ever given an opportunity to, this was the opportunity to just let that shit go. And to also let you know that the bullshit noise around you is just that. It's people who need to grow up, who are afraid of themselves, uh, people who are afraid to take a step. They're comfortable in the space that they're in because they don't know how to do or what to do. All of that is crazy, but it doesn't change the fact that you have been given an opportunity to explore yourself in a greater space. We live through the pandemic. We are alive in the pandemic. We are here right now together, getting ready to take the next step into 2021 to see what's gonna be next for us. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm not even, the shit I can't remember in 2020 is over. I, I can't remember it. I don't, some shit I don't have to remember. I'm the queen of not remembering things because it holds a, doesn't hold any value in my brain. So there's no reason to hold on to arguments. You're mad at somebody. How can you be mad at somebody and you're not the person hooked to the ventilator? Like you, you are free. You're on the outside. You have missed, COVID has missed you and there's a vaccine now. Who can you be mad at? There's nothing there but to be grateful, to be grateful to be chosen to go to the next place, to know that God has chosen you twice. He chose you to be here the first time, and now he's chosen for you to move into the next realm of your life. There's no one to be mad at when everything that's promised to you is coming to you in your abundance and your happiness, but you have to be fearless in stepping into that space. So it's 10 o'clock and we've done a reflected reflection of 2020. I had to hit some highlights. I know it's some stuff I didn't talk about, but you know, just to kind of go and check it off. Yeah. All that stuff. I saw all of that. All of those things we'll sit and talk to our grandchildren about our great grandchildren about Grammy. Do you remember when this happened? Do you remember y'all were fighting over toilet paper? And be like, hell yeah. I remember that mess. <laughs> You get to tell the stories. 
These are the stories. These are the things that we get to move with us to move to the next place. So it's 2020. And this is the last Joy Exposed. We have 48 episodes this year. That means almost every week. So minus four weeks, we didn't. 48 episodes of Joy Exposed this week. That's 48 hours of your listening pleasure. We're growing. We're rolling into 2021 like gangbusters. We're just going to keep moving and keep growing and meeting people. And once we open up with this pandemic, hopefully we get to do some live stuff. That would be amazing. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Cheers. 2021. We'll see you in, what, 36 hours? Or less. Yeah, about 36 hours. Cheers. See you next time. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye. Bye.